Just like in 2016, Donald Trump is trying to kind of revamp his 2024 campaign and make it all about how much he hates people that were not born in the United States. Specifically, of course, I am talking about Donald Trump's hatred of anyone coming across that Southern border. And recently during a campaign event in Iowa, he actually told the crowd that he was going to invoke the alien enemies act so that he would have the unilateral authority to deport literally anyone that he wants to deport, Uh, obviously non-citizens, of course. But that leads me to this question. This comes from a YouTube user, Edenton1974, who asks, please address the lack of attention being paid to Trump wanting to invoke the Alien Enemies Act, where he can unilaterally decide who who he can detain or deport. He says it's for drug dealers, but it can be used on anyone he wants to use it on. So before this question came in, by the way, I had missed that speech in Iowa. I did not know that it happened. So obviously I look it up and sure enough, Donald Trump talked about invoking the Alien Enemies Act, which as you know, uh, uh, Edenton 1974 points out, I did some digging on the Alien Enemies Act as well. It gives the president of the United States the sole authority to deport or detain anyone that is not a citizen in the United States. And Trump did tell the crowd in Iowa, oh, I'm going to use it on drug dealers and suspected drug dealers, cartel members and suspected cartel members. And it's the suspected part that we should all be suspect of because that's all they need. You know, it's kind of like the whole war on terrorism thing. And I think this is a great analogy. We went over there to the Middle East. And we start just snatching people up, disappearing them to CIA black sites, throwing them down there in Gitmo. And we're like, well, I mean, they were all terrorists, probably. Then the years drag on and drag on and drag on and these people are being held. And then eventually we, eh, go ahead and get out of here. Yeah, we got nothing on you. You you weren't a terrorist. I know we held you for, you know, 12 years, but uh, yeah, you're free to go now. Have fun. Bye. It would be the same thing with the Alien Enemies Act. We wouldn't have to have proof because the burden is no longer on us. It's no longer on law enforcement. Donald Trump would have the sole authority to make that decision. Yes or no. Kind of like the, uh, the emperor and gladiator, right? Thumbs up, thumbs down, live, die. Trump would be the guy up there making the decision. That's what's so terrifying about that. I know obviously in the United States, we are not yet a dictatorship. We are not an authoritarian government, but the alien enemies act is 100% an authoritarian piece of legislation. And it gives the president unregulated authoritarian power to deport or detain anyone that that individual sitting in the white house wants to. And that is horrific. And Donald Trump made it clear that that is what he will do. And I don't doubt him. I think this is one of those campaign promises where we have to take dead seriously That man has made it clear from day one of him announcing he was running for president in the first place, all the way back in 2015, he's made it clear. He hates these folks and he will do whatever he, whatever it takes, whatever he can to punish them, to make them the scapegoat for all that's wrong in America because his base loves it. The Republican party loves it and he will use those people as his political pawns 
There will be suffering. There will likely be death. But he doesn't care because it'll score him a hell of a lot of political points. Well, folks, the Democratic primary, if you can really call it that, got a little less crowded recently when Robert F. Kennedy Jr. announced that he was no longer going to be running for president as a Democrat, and instead he's going to be running as an independent after pretty much his entire Democratic base of support had evaporated. So that leads us to our next question from Snowboy1963, who says, what do you think of Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s announcement to run for president as an independent third party candidate? Um, my initial opinion is obviously, uh, he has every right to do that. There, there is nothing that prevents anybody from you launching a third party bid for president. Uh, I have no problem with Bobby doing that. Uh, for those of you who may not know, you know, the history there, I refer to him as Bobby, um, at ring of fire, which I am still obviously very much a part of, uh, ring of fire actually started with Bobby Kennedy Jr. And Mike Papantonio. Now, Bobby left, God, 2015, uh, round there. So he's been gone, you know, for a good eight years and I've had no contact with him since then. And I never worked for him. I, I, I worked for pap. Um, but I knew him. I met him on a couple of occasions. I would talk to him weekly, you know, cause I was doing the booking and the research for the show. So I do have a little bit of a history with him. I have always disagreed with his stance on vaccines. And last I actually heard from one of our producers at ring of fire, who still occasionally talks to Bobby is that Bobby is, uh, is what the producer told me. Bobby's apparently not a big fan of me because a couple of years ago, I made a comment saying that the anti-vaxxers are no different than climate change deniers because you're looking at all this available science and still saying, nope, I choose not to believe that because it doesn't fit my narrative. So <clears throat> that allegedly uh, made him kind of angry and he wanted to debate me and I didn't feel like wasting my time doing it. But anyway, that's that. So that's just the backstory on that. <clears throat> as for Bobby running as an independent, I think it's great. Bobby has more support from Republicans than he has from Democrats. So if you want to run as an independent and siphon votes away from whoever the Republican candidate is going to be, hell yeah, man. Like I am 100% in favor of that. You could finally do something to help the Democratic Party with this idiotic pres presidential bid that you have. Like I'm totally okay with that. Um, so Yeah. I, I have no problem with it. Again, the polls show that Bobby's support is coming mostly from the right. The people who have amped up Bobby, by the way, has been coming from the right. Steve Bannon has hyped it up. Fox News is always more than happy to bring Bobby on and be nice to him and polite, even though he's a Democrat. So they've been pushing it because they thought it would hurt Biden. And now they're about to realize real quick that it's going to come back to bite them in the keister harder than they thought. Uh, reports actually started coming out at the end of last week, suggesting that Trump, who also had praised Bobby, might start attacking him if he runs third party, because now he's worried that Bobby's going to siphon off some of his votes. So Bobby wants to run as an independent. He has every right to do it. And I fully support it. Not in the sense of I'm going to vote for you, but I like the fact that it's going to take more Republican votes away than it will Democrats.
President Biden's age has become a, a pretty significant issue on the campaign trail. And it, it's obvious, right? When you look at him, you look at it and you compare it to speeches he was giving just in 2020. His, his speech is actually a little bit slower than it used to be. There's a lot less energy than there used to be. So it's kind of obvious at this point, his age is catching up with him. Now, do I personally think that his age is a reason why he should not be president anymore ever again? No, because I do think that he is still mentally competent enough to do the job, even though polls show majority of people do not think that. Uh, but there's another issue. And this is a reason why Biden's age has become an issue because if something were to happen to Biden in office, obviously vice president Kamala Harris becomes president Kamala Harris. And that leads me to our next question. This is from a YouTube user, uh, Idelia Latina three, six, three, seven, who asks, or who says really, uh, my theory about the media worried about president Biden's age is because if he dies in office, Kamala Harris will become president. And that is more scary to a lot of people, specifically Republicans. Misogyny hasn't allowed a woman to become president and Kamala being a woman of color is even worse. What do you think? Now, obviously just for clarification, this YouTube uh, user is not saying they don't want her as president because of her race. Like that's not what this person is saying. So don't think that. Um, I may, may have just been the way I read that out loud, made it sound weird, but you've got a lot of Republicans out there and she's hundred percent right about this, asking the question who do not want a woman to be president because she's a woman and they damn sure don't want a woman of color being president because then it's a woman of color. I mean, my God, we saw how much they freaked out throughout the entirety of the Obama administration. Some of them still freaking out about it today. Because he was a black man. They're like, well, obviously he wasn't born in America. He's from Kenya, right? The whole birther thing. It would be no different with Kamala Harris. Because there is still so much racism. And by the way, the racism is not only rooted in the right. I mean, it's found a good home on the right. But the racism is throughout this country. And there's a lot of inherent racism that I think a lot of people on the left also don't even realize that they have. You know, I've, I, I, I've talked to many people on the left who are like, I'm not racist at all. I'm not racist at all. But you'll see them be like, oh, that's a bad part of town. But really? Why is it the bad part of town? What's, what's over there? Well, you know, the projects, the projects. Oh, okay. Can you, can you elaborate on that? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, so they may claim to not be racist. They may not act racist but they still have those, uh Oh, that's the sketchy part of town. And you all know people like that too. Some of you may be having a little bit of self-realization here. Like, Oh crap. I've said that I act that way. Like I won't drive through that part of town. So it exists. And I think a lot of that does play into Kamala Harris with the, the fear of her becoming president. I'm not afraid of Kamala Harris becoming president of the United States. Now I've, I've made it pretty clear both here and over at ring of fire. I'm not a huge fan of her. Like, I don't think she's done a lot. I do. I don't think she did a good job at all, by the way, as the attorney general of California. Do I think she would do a horrible job as president of the United States? No, I don't. Do I think she would be transformative and, and give the country the change that we need? No, I also don't. Uh, it would probably just be kind of a continuation of where we're at, which is okay, but not great. 
So I'm not afraid of her becoming president. That's one of the reasons. Obviously, I'm not afraid to support President Biden's reelection. But you've got too many people in this country, mostly, again, on the right, who just cannot stomach the thought of a black woman becoming president of the United States. Well, folks, we've got another more personal question from one of our YouTube users here. This question comes from Zepfan74. Zepfan74 asks me, non-political question, what kind of music do you listen to? I would guess that country music is not the answer because of the conservative and religious overtones. I myself listen to oldies, rock, and metal, and I am a non-religious person. Uh, Now, I will say, there was a time, um, I was never like huge into country, but it was around the time, you know, I'm talking like, year 2000, 2001, all that, when MTV stopped playing as many music videos as they used to. So I would actually flip it over to CMT because CMT like only did videos. Uh, and I would actually put the sleep timer on my TV and use that to fall asleep. So I actually kind of did get into it. I was listening to it all the time. Uh, but that, that did not last. (laughs) Um, I like Carrie Underwood. I'm not going to lie. And she's country still. Uh, but in terms of like, if I had to just pick like one genre that I'm going to listen to and only listen to that forever, it's going to be pop punk. Um, here's a little bit about my musical history. And I, just for the record, since we're, you know, getting a little personal here, all growing up, I always assumed because I loved music. I, I, I loved playing music, even though I was not very good at it. Well, I, I, I just knew for a fact my whole life, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be in a band. Like, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I, I tried to play guitar for many, many years and sucked at it. Still do. Still try. Still suck. Uh, I'm a pretty good drummer, I will say, actually. But eh, music was just not meant to be my career. But I still love it. I grew up, uh, you know, my formative years, if you would call them, with music was during the 90s grunge phase. So I grew up on on Nirvana. I grew up on Smashing Pumpkins, you know, Soundgarden, um, all of that. And it was fun. I love it still to this day. I can be doing something. And if I'm, you know, listening to my music on shuffle or whatever, and something comes on, it's like, oh, there it is. There it is. Oh my God. So that music will still get me. But from the alternative morphed into like, Hey, green day is pretty fun. Oh, it's a little punky. And then blink 182. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then from blink 182, you know, into like hot water music and uh, all of that stuff, uh, newfound glory, uh, all time low, which is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. And just kind of got into that genre with the pop punk and just kind of wrote it out. I still love it today. I, I listen to it every day on my way to work. I listen to it every day on my way home from work. Um, so that's where my musical tastes lie at the moment. Now, in terms of what other stuff I do enjoy, um, I'll do some like early 2000s hip hop all day long. Like that's great. Uh, I I like Billy Joel. I do. I'm actually finding out I kind of like Taylor Swift. (laughs) I know more of her songs than I thought I knew, which is weird. Um, But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with music. So I appreciate obviously the the more personal question. Uh, But yeah, again, if I'm going to pinpoint anything, I'm going to go with pop punk. Uh, It's just fun, catchy. You know, even when it's kind of depressing lyrics, still upbeat and fun music. So, I don't know. That's what I like. Thanks for listening.
listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.